Hey, it's Espo back to tell you about our friends at DraftKings. Basketball season won't be around forever, so get in on all the action now with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. DraftKings is giving new players a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. You got that right. Claim your shot at millions of dollars in total prizes when you use the code TBPN. That's TBPN during sign-up. Playing daily fantasy basketball is simple. Just pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. You can feel the sweat like never before. Every dunk, steal, assist means so much more with DraftKings daily lineups. With DraftKings, payday comes every day for the players. So what are you waiting for? Head to the app now. Download DraftKings app now and use the code TBPN during sign-up. This week, DraftKings is putting you in the action with a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. That's code TBPN when you get a free shot at millions of dollars in prizes only at DraftKings. Yeah, millions of dollars in prizes. $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Tonight's matchup on the solar panel, Espo versus the Solar Fox versus Carmel Thunder. Hello and welcome everybody to another edition of the solar panel, whether you're watching live on YouTube, Facebook or Twitter or listening wherever you get podcasts. We appreciate you, the Flaming Ballers, more than you know. I am your host, Greg Esposito. Ahoy, hoy. Joining me as always, the man, the myth, the legend, the silver fox. It's Dave King. Dave, how are you? Good morning. <laughs> I never know. I never know what to expect when I uh, when I throw it to you. And the, the Carmel Thunder from down under. It's Saul Bookman. Saul, how are you, my friend? Good. I just uh, I just finished uh, a, a great show on Apple TV. I don't, you guys have probably seen it. Which one? Ted Lasso. One? Ted Lasso. Yeah. Was, oh uh, God! Ted Lasso is about the best show that's been put out in ten years. For me. it feels like it shouldn't be as good as it is, and it is just right. fantastic. Well, and they yeah. just announced season two drops mm-hmm. July twenty third. So get excited! Uh, May twenty third. May twenty third. Did they oh, did they just push it up because at the Apple event was May twenty third? Yeah. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I I love me some Ted Lasso, and then I just finished uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I won't spoil anything, but. I just finished Another that too last show. night. A Another enjoyable show. show. I mean, so, what's so great about those shows and the similar with the Mandalorian on uh, Disney uh, is is the quality is how much they put into it. Where it is like movie quality over six you know, six eight hours of TV pleasure. So man, that's that stuff is fun. TV is the new movies. YouTube is the new TV, and we're the, the new ESPN, if you will. So let's uh, let's hop right into it here. I'm lying. We're nothing like ESPN. We're broadcasting. And we only cover one. This team. is not. And this is not a yeah TV uh, podcast. This is a yeah. Suns podcast. So let's get and I'm going. I'm sitting in a walk-in closet. So there's nothing like television. This is nothing like television right now. So th- let's just start here, right? It's Suns in the midst of. A very big East Coast swing. Uh, a lot of tough opponents. Uh, they had a few rough games so far. What are your thoughts on the East Coast swing uh, so far, and uh, just just in general? Let's start with you, Saul. Oh man, Woo! Oh. <laughs> 
we're going to get into Devin Booker in a little bit, and I'm itching for that one, and I'm going to piss a lot of people off, I'm sure. But I will no, say that the Suns have not have not played as pretty as I think they could, uh, and I think they've gotten uh, a few good breaks here and there. But what I've been impressed by is their their fortitude and their stick to itiveness and the way they have bounced back in the fourth quarters. Intuitiveness. Yeah, yeah, you like that? Um, yeah, that was yeah. super califragilistic. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, in the fourth quarter, I've been impressed of, in how they kind of find themselves and they and they they kind of you know they they get on these runs in the fourth quarter. Um, to, to really take the take the lead eventually and and hold on to it and they've been able to hold on to some of these leads uh, you know Milwaukee was an overtime game but still um, I, I just that's that's the part that I'm taking away from this because I think there's a lot of things that we can point to that could be negative um, and I have a huge concern based on who they've played how they've played and what that could translate to in the playoffs but I'm not trying to freak out hey hey you know what <laughs> Vincent lie in the chat said good break against the 76ers you know what Tell me the last time somebody missing a 90-foot shot was a good break. I mean, come on. Well, why was that the only thing? The national media. Suns closed treated, that game out. Yeah, Suns win that game. They beat the the one of the best teams in the East. They, they play a great game, and all anybody talks about is a missed shot by Joel Embiid. Even, even the alert even Joel after Embiid the game. Embiid wouldn't, wouldn't make that shot in practice. No, it just, and it, even even the alert to tell you the game had ended was like uh, Joel Embiid misses insane buzzer beater, Suns win. I'm like, right? Why they they can't even get respect when they win games? It's I don't fine know if it was like that. I don't know if it was like yeah, that because even I was like, even the players were like, "Holy crap, he almost made that!" Like no. they were all impressed. Devin Booker literally stared at the basket. For like a good three to five seconds after that shot, like, did you see? It's like you? looking at an eclipse. It's not going to happen again for a long time. So yeah. we're, we're, but still, it's, it's okay to, to frame praise the game. It's okay as, to praise it. I don't think we should be so. the game as the Sixers barely missed a buzzer beater. No. All that yeah, would have done is send it to form. overtime, and the Suns were up, and it was just a wild, crazy shot. I mean, it's it not like it's PTI. a one footer. It's not like it's a one footer lean forward one handed. Don't look at the at the net thing. Joel Embiid was the best player on the court that night. Yes, yes. And he single handedly almost tried to win the game for the 76ers, Yes, and and he lost. And he lost. Yes, I know. But he almost pulled out a rabbit out of his stupid ass big freaking hat, and it would have been incredible if he would have made it. it I don't I, see. I don't. I don't get all. I don't get all wrapped up into the disrespect card that the the national media has for the Suns, and I don't feel like this plays into that. There's superstars, and then there's not superstars, and Joel Embiid is a superstar. If you don't like it, get a superstar that's equal or higher value. I, I don't know. don't have somebody that's on Joel Embiid's level right now. They don't. That's true. I just I, I was confused as to why Chris Paul decided to miss that free throw, too, when making it puts you up four and gives him absolutely no shot. But he didn't. You think he just missed it? He just missed it that he didn't I mean, miss actually, it on purpose. I actually do because the very next night when they played the Celtics, his very first free throw hits the front of the rim and barely trickles in, and I was like, "Okay, I, I can see it." So tired legs more than anything. All right, I can. Yeah, I can so give you. Do that. you want to hear my thoughts on the? Yes, please do. <laughs> uh, I've I've blocked out fifteen minutes for us to just sit here quiet now. So go ahead, Dave. All right, get your coffee. 
All right. Settle in. We're good. They won the two important ones. That's all that mattered to me. So there are four games since we last recorded. Uh, they played that getaway. Yeah. Oh, are we? Do we have actually a game tonight and Saturday? Hmm. Uh, and then they won the two games that mattered, which were the top two seeds in the Eastern Conference. And then on the third game in four nights, they happened to lay an egg against the Celtics. Still held them under 100 points, but um, couldn't close out the game. And they they actually shot. That was their worst offensive performance of the entire season. It happens. It happens. Let's well, that not was a scheduled loss. Yeah, I mean, that's a scheduled a- loss. That's why when you asked, how are they going to do this week? I predicted three and one. And they only went two and two. <laughs> I uh, predicted two what and two. was was that. Was the four game stretch was that including the Spurs or was yes. that just the the road swing? I think no, when we asked at the end of last week, okay. it was the four okay. between episodes. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. So I, we all I, assumed the Spurs win. <laughs> yeah. We should never do that as Suns fans. That's no. our biggest problem there. When you assume a Spurs win, you're destined for disappointment. Yes. Well, Pop's got the I, hair. All he's got to do is put on the robe and he'd be a wizard, you know, just walking around and just twiddling his fingers and making things happen or the dude from the big Lebowski. I think you could pull that off too. He's got kind of that, that look going on. Look, I, I don't care uh, that they've lost a few. I mean, it's, it's bound to happen. Uh, The thing that, and this is going to sound weird. That kind of bothered me was that they hung around enough in that Celtics game that they couldn't rest, you know, CP three and book and Aiton. That was a perfect kind of game to go, you know what? All right, we don't got it tonight. Our legs are tired. Let's rest these guys so we can get ready for Brooklyn, New York, and then Clippers and Utah uh, at home. And uh, and they just hang- hung around. They kept cutting it to nine, and you can't exactly pack it in when you're, when you're within striking distance. And so I, I don't know. I, I just think that so wait, a little so extra you- rest would have helped. You're disappointed that they weren't down 20. <laughs> I'm just, I, I just, this team, it's going to be very tough to actually convince Chris Paul or Devin Booker to take any, any games off to rest. Right. I mean, there was a story this week that came out talking about Chris Paul and when he got to Oklahoma city, they sat him down, showed him a, a PowerPoint on how resting him strategically and only playing him 60 games, uh, last season when they thought it was going to be an 82 game season they felt was the way to go and chris paul just looked at sam presti and that group was like hell no i'm not i'm not doing this so strategic rest i don't think is going to be easy to convince these guys to do so when you're down big that is logical and i i think some of these guys accept that at least in that situation that's the only reason i feel like it because these guys have pushed so hard. This is one of the most grueling schedules ever in NBA history. Uh, the playoffs are going to be going to be difficult, and everybody else is either resting or has been injured, so they've gotten downtime. It just concerns me that at some point you're going to see a burnout effect, and that brings us to our next topic. Oh, is there something wrong with Devin Booker because he has not exactly <laughs> looked right? And could burnout already oh, be setting man. in with this man? Do we want to put the stats up there for the last six games for Devin Booker? 18 points, 4.3 assists, three turnovers. He's only shooting 37.5% from the field and 17.9% from three. Mm. That's problematic. 
Mm. You know, the point that's uh, that's just just the field goal percentage alone is problematic. Is there something wrong with Devin Booker? Is it time to be concerned? Dave, let's start with you. Oh, Oh, Saul was inhaling it everything. He was ready. I was ready. Go ahead. (laughs) Absolutely. Devin Booker is has regressed in front of our eyes. He's become a guy who just I don't even know if he should be starting anymore. I'm thinking we could put like Langston Galloway out there in the in the starting lineup and get a few more threes. That's my that's yeah. my take. I mean, he's uh-huh. kind of a negative all over the place. He's missing obvious shots. I mean, the guy the guy's just been disappointing. I mean, we we might even want to revoke his all-star nod. I love that you can't tell the difference between Dave's uh, sarcastic tone and yeah. his regular tone. I mean, somebody that's just tuning in right now, they're like, damn, Dave, what is wrong with this guy? <laughs> like, chill. He's completely effing around. <laughs> you don't have to tell people that. No. Let me go with this thing. Man, yeah, Langston Galloway, Langston Galloway at least makes the shots he puts up. <laughs> okay, Dave, okay. can we get your real take here? Right, the sarcasm. Because yeah, okay. I'd like to start here. Come on. All right, all right. My real take, my real take is that Devin Booker has not been in this many meaningful games in his career, and he's hitting a cold spell. He's hitting a tired spell. He's getting beaten up, especially in the last four games. He's gone against some of the best individual defenders, um, right one after another as far as physicality, getting up into him, long uh, length and all that. Uh, he's had a tough time, and uh, it – it sometimes it just wears on you. And the first thing to go when you're really tired or, or just feeling a little bit off is your jumper. So he'll come back and I'm really glad it's happening now and not happening in May or June. You know, I'd rather see him get out of this funk. Every player goes through a funk and then they, but they all come out of it because these are professional athletes and they do, they don't just stay in a funk for the rest of the year. So I'm happy it's happening now. I'm also happy that the Suns are still three and two. And uh, while they have had their two worst offensive performances in the past week and their two losses, they had two great wins. And Devin Booker made big shots at the end of both of those great wins. That's my take. All right. No, that's that's very, very well said. Um, I will say this. Uh, there was a video that I'd seen this week, and it was the late Kobe Bryant talking about Kevin Durant. And Kevin Durant, uh, when he first got in the league, was very predictable. Uh, he had certain mm-hmm. things he could do. He couldn't go left. Loved he couldn't finish video. off the left. Yeah, it was a beautiful video. And Kobe's yeah. mindset in terms of breaking down a player and knowing what he was versus what he is. And Kobe said it was the one guy he, did, he couldn't figure out before he got out of the league. With Devin Booker, I feel like guys, good defenders, like really good defenders, like Drew mm-hmm. Holiday and Matisse Thibel, um, can figure him out. And they have the length and the strength to be able to do what they want against him. Devin Booker uh, it got lucky. Let's let's be real. Devin Booker got lucky that P.J. Tucker fouled him because Drew Holiday had his ass locked up. He couldn't go anywhere. He couldn't do Actually, anything. He forced I'm him all sure the way. Pretty sure it was Drew that that's what that said. they heard the slap from. No, isn't it, it was P.J. Tucker. The the foul was on P.J. Tucker. Um, and and when he drove to the right side, like. He's a good 33 feet away from the basket, fading away on a three. Like, that's not yeah. a good shot when you had the ball for like 12 seconds. And they knew it. And Drew Holiday busted his ass to get through those screens because they knew what was coming. They knew what was coming. They actually set Drew Holiday on somebody else because they knew that they were going to do a screen and they were going to set 
Devin Booker up. They wanted to get him on uh, – what's the, the guy's name? Uh, Div- DiVincenzo. They wanted to get him on Dante DiVincenzo. And uh, it, it just – that's what worries me is the, the, the further you go in the playoffs or when you get to the playoffs, you're playing really, really good teams. And the best teams have really good defenders. And can Devin Booker overcome those defenders in these key moments in order to get his shots and produce high, higher than what he's producing right now, especially on this road swing? I don't look know. At, look, wait, 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 Dave, I'm still going. Hold on. And, <laughs> and, and that's, what, that's the thing. With, that's what I've always been. I've been saying that since day one on this show. The playoffs are a different animal. I've never seen Devin Booker in the playoffs. So everybody talking about Devin Booker doesn't get love. He doesn't do this. He doesn't do that. He doesn't get any shine from the national media. It's BS and blah, blah, blah. The dude has never been in the playoffs. And we got a little taste of it this week with two very, very good teams. And to be frank, he flopped. He absolutely flopped. He had a couple clutch buckets against the the 76ers. I'll give him that for sure. But Matisse Thybul had locked up pretty good, swatted that ball all the way back to Pennsylvania. Like, it's just, I want more from Devin Booker. I don't know if physically right now he can actually do it. Uh, He does look like he has a bit of like some heavy legs and he's a little fatigued. And I think once he gets maybe to the playoffs and they get maybe about a week out, he's going to get some rest, some much needed rest. And maybe we'll probably see a different Devin Booker at that point. But in the next two weeks, three weeks, they still need him, and there's some big games coming up. I'm, I kind of wonder what we're going to get from him. Uh, so, not very far that that ball had to travel to be. I know in he was in Philadelphia. I know. Shut up. Can't you just fucking glance over it and just move on? Jesus Where's for kids? Jesus. As soon <laughs> as I said it, I was Devin like, Devin shot it to Pennsylvania as well. I, mean, oh, I had to cut the right. tension here. No, look, uh, I, I, I agree with Saul that it's concerning but what i think is he's pressing too much right he's trying to he's back to trying to do too much when he when he just doesn't have it right now where he should be the distributor he should be setting chris paul up he should be making sure his teammates are involved because he i mean it's obvious if we if we are noticing it he knows it i mean it's not it's not like he's oblivious to what's going on uh, with his own game. And sometimes the best way to get out of it is to just stop pressing so much to do the other things that you do well and let the offensive game come naturally back to you. Uh, and and I think that's what's I think that's what's frustrating right now is that he's not doing that. He's not uh, he's not focusing more on that on a team where he finally has the weapons that he could actually, rely on right he doesn't have to be the guy and i in part i don't like that monty keeps going back even even during this stretch to him in those final moments in the iso and 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 dumping that pressure still on give it to cp3 who can who who can drive to the bucket who can set up a a teammate who's one of the best mid-range shooters to ever live and give him a last second shot in this where all the eyes are on Devin Booker in those situations and, and just change it up a bit. You know, I, that's, that's part of what's going on right now is just that pressing love, that, that, that drives me nuts. I love how all the, the Booker skeptics, the, the quiet skeptics are coming out now. He has, he has a little bit of a bad stretch and all of a sudden we got discussions of, is he really a B player? Is he really a number two and all this 
Chris Paul is adamant that he's not the best player on this team. If Chris Paul says that, he doesn't have to say that, guys. He, he might not be the best player on the team. I give him that. But Chris Paul is the best decision maker on the team. And I think in the end of the game, I'd rather have the ball in his hands making decisions to free up Devin Booker or uh, a DeAndre Ayton down low, who they pretty much all but avoided in late the this whole week in the fourth quarter. Y'all are uh, just smoking some funny stuff. Devin Booker is the best player on the team. He's going to be that. Devin. He's Booker not the best, the best decision maker in the team. This guy's got he's fifth on the all-time assist list because of his great decision making. Chris Paul. Look, Devin's an A. There's no there's no doubt that Devin something? Booker is a number one player. I'm just saying yeah. during during a stretch where where he's struggling. That's why you brought in other teammates and, and guys like Chris Paul who can step up and help him out. Like the, the best guy on the team doesn't always play the best in every single game. It's, it, it's just too grueling of a schedule for that to be the case. So I, I think what Devin Booker just needs to learn to, to trust his teammates a little bit more when he's struggling and not try to force it. That's all well, I'm saying. Dave, do you, I mean, when you see the, when you see, you know, what's coming in the fourth quarter under 30 seconds left, you know, Devin Booker's getting this ISO. How many times has that really been effective? I can't even remember the last time that was effective uh, outside of maybe the Mavericks way, way back early in the season. Uh, I mean, is that you already talked? You already mentioned it. What? Sixers on Wednesday night. Was that nice? He made play? that shot. Yeah. He came off a screen, drove, I thought, caught the ball, and then drove and did a fadeaway on the baseline. Man, it wasn't okay. pound the pound the air out of the ball at the top and then try to make something happen. Yeah. All right. I mean, I'm just I mean do you disagree? Obviously you disagree with us. That's fine. That's fine. I'm I'm keeping the receipts. What, all you all you chatters, what all you podcasters saying what? Devin Booker's not good enough. You're a podcaster. What are you talking about? I didn't even podcast. say that. What well, do you what, we'll is we'll what is the problem? What is the problem? I, this I is can the... disagree with you. No, you're allowed. My to disagreement just... is you guys are not are are taking this further than he's in a bad stretch. You're taking it as I don't even know if he can. It, it, it's wrong to give him the ball. It's it's. I don't even know if he can produce it. Oh. Blah blah blah. Look, guys, question nobody him said, to death. Nobody questioned his production. Like he's I the don't dude know if who's he could ever get produce. the sun through the playoffs. I I I agree. I'm just saying. If you're having a rough game, that then you've got. Are you guys reading the comments in the chat? No, yeah, you I guys mean, are going off. Okay, so you're more <laughs> mad at the flaming ballers than the fact well, that I said when he's having a bad six games, consider with, yeah, passing no, no, it. No, no, Saul and you as well. No, nope. <laughs> everybody, everybody. I need, I need a, I need a We're fourth all, person for a judgment. This call opportunity here. to just to crap all over Devin Booker. Let, let me make this clear to you, Dave, because apparently the hair in your old man ears is oh. making it difficult to hear this. Devin Booker. There we go. Is Let's the... resort to personal insults. <laughs> Devin Booker. We can't win the actual basketball <laughs> argument. Oh, gotcha. The, the basketball argument. I'm going to look straight in the camera for this. Devin Booker is the best player on this Suns team. He is the guy that, in most cases, should be shooting the last second shot. What I'm saying is when you're having a bad stretch, maybe you need to involve your teammates and not press as much, and maybe it's not an ISO play for him to get the final shot. Maybe you have a play where Chris Paul starts as the option and can get it to Devin Booker so he can't get double teamed. 
That's all I'm saying. I am not saying that he is a bad player, that he can't be trusted. I'm just saying the that's that's it. Just don't ISO play when 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 the guys. The great in a thing about and, YouTube and is it remembers. Huh? What? The great thing about YouTube is it remembers. This chat saved. These <laughs> these uh, these speeches are saved. We're gonna play it back in the playoffs. Devin Booker will hit a game winner in the playoffs. Let's get that on record too. All right. <laughs> I'm Saul's the and, one that's uh, angry here. <laughs> I'm not angry. I'm just all I all I I basically said what you said. It's just I don't think that at the end of the game, I, first of all, NBA players love predictability because it's easier to guard predictability than it's not. Okay. And I think Monty could could mix up some sets. And mix up the who gets the ball at the end of the game, just to give the opposing team a little bit more to think about than okay, a one, you know, a one four ISO, and Devin Booker's going to take the final shot. It's a little easier to guard if you don't have a second option. You're going to put yourself in a tough position, and that's what, exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened this week. I'm not, I'm not breaking news. It's true. Every single time it's been an ISO, it's been tough. And like I said in the recent past. I haven't I haven't seen anything that I'm like oh yeah this is this is money like I you know, I it's it's kind of a 50 50 like I, I hope he hits the shot or I hope he gets free right. or I even hope he gets the, so, the shot off he almost didn't so even don't, get the shot off against so don't the Bucks. look it up he technically don't look did. it up okay what's the record now in, uh with the Suns in clutch situations Ooh, what's a it what's was the, 10 what? and 11 about a month ago what is it uh, they're 14 well, and 12 yeah I, I think it's it's probably sixteen or twelve. They've they've been they've won the close games. Yeah, the they have. Yeah, it's nineteen and eleven now. They've won right. nine straight clutch games. Look, I, I including am, the two this week against the top two seeds in the East. I I am simply just talking that he's had a, a rough shooting in the last six games. It, I, it's I mean, not a panic it, it, button. That, that, and that that's also the problem here, right? Is like. And I'm not trying to pick on you, Dave, by any means, because you represent basically a, I'll be a, a large portion of Suns fans. It is hard to critique Devin Booker because people get offended, and you can't say no, anything no, negative about him. No, no, I don't mind him. critiquing Devin Booker. That's what exactly I mind what is the doing. implication that he is not a guy who can win in the playoffs when he hasn't even been given a chance to do it yet. Who oh. said anything about that? I'll play you. I'll play your comments back. Play them. I don't give a shit. Like play well, I'm not smart enough to record this shit right now, but I'll I'll I'll, I'll figure Swears it out. Swears for kids. I said that he he wasn't very good this week. I'm not breaking any news. We just showed the stats compared to where he was versus where he is. He wasn't very good this week. I'll show you that I can be fair. All right. I'm not just this blind <laughs> Devin Booker Homer. I actually have another stat. Hold on. Stat me. Oh, Let's we got it. This feels begrudgingly like my wife is trying to get pregnant and she's just trying to butter me up so we can, you know, <laughs> do the deed. And then afterwards, she's like, yeah, I still hate your guts. This is kind of what this feels like right now with Dave. He's like, that me. Uh, yeah. Dude, I'm not trying to do any deed with you. <laughs> but I'll show you that I can be fair. Actually, Devin Booker hasn't just had a bad week. He's had a bad season, um, as we've been alluding to. So I was looking up some stuff on cleaning the glass. I did not send the graphic to you guys because I'm not I'm not fast enough for that. But um, Devin Booker is let's see he is worst than he's ever been in the last four years at uh, points per possession, at assist rate, 
at assist to compared to his usage. In other words, usage rate is every and uh, any possession that ends with you shooting, um, pass or getting an assist or losing the ball on a turnover. He's the worst at the assist rate on that. And the only thing that's good is his turnovers are actually down this year because he's not actually being as much of a distributor with Chris Paul around. So he's actually having his worst year in four years this year um, overall. And we've all seen it. He's had, he even argues with media people who say, you're having a great year. He's like, have you watched me this year? So he even agrees with it. All right. But what I was reacting to is the implications by both my fellow podcasters as well as the chatters that this proves that Devin Booker isn't good for the playoffs. Again, I say I say this with all my heart. I love Devin Booker. We share the same last name. The one I thing wanted, you were talking about predictability, I, I, Saul. You I, were talking I, about – wait, wait. You were talking about predictability. Devin Booker actually has one of the most unpredictable skill sets because he can do just about anything. He can score with either hand at the rim. He can make shots at 3 feet, at 10 feet, at 12 feet, at 15 feet, at – at any distance, he can make shots in any way he wants to make them. He's got all the moves in the world. He's going through a funk. And what I can't wait for is when he suddenly wakes up and decides he's out of the funk. And then we're all like, holy crap, this is the Devin Booker that had 30 points a game in the bubble. And the Suns went 8-0. And those were his most pressure games of his career to that date. So he's just he's going through a funk this year. He's having a, he's having a bad year. And yet the Suns still have the second best record in the league. He's still scoring 25 points a game. He's still winning games in clutch situations. I can't wait until he shuts everybody up. He, and he, he wakes will up. snap out of this okay. six well, game. But, but at the, sa- the same time, you're you're going into the playoffs with Devin Booker with, with cautious optimism. I am going into the playoffs. I don't know. I'm not even optimistic. I'm, I'm not, optimism, not, I'm not optimism. I'm not. I'm not pessimistic. I'm not optimistic. I have never seen it, so I'm not going to predict what Devin Booker is going to do. Is what I, you are. <laughs> I want to see it. I've always been a prove it kind of guy. That's how we all should be. It shouldn't just be an assumption that Devin Booker is going to get to the playoffs and all of a sudden he's going to have this magic, you know, run. Like, how do we know? We didn't know. We don't know when and what how any of this is going to play out. I'm stumbling over my words. Apologize. We don't know how any of this is going to play out. What I'm going to say, though, is Devin Booker has proven more often than not that he's one of the best players in the NBA. Do I expect him to snap out of this funk? I do. I do. How much of a of a slump buster he is going to put on in the playoffs is still yet to be seen because we've never seen it. We haven't seen this team in a decade in the playoffs. I don't know how any of them are going to react outside of maybe CP3. Devin Booker will play well in the playoffs. I have no doubt in my mind you know, about that. The thing that I just want... If Devin Booker plays good in the first round, here's a question for you guys. If Devin Booker plays well in the first round, right? Let's say they match up against the Mavs, okay? He's always played pretty good against the Mavs. No big deal. And then he gets abused in the second round by whoever it is, the Clippers or the Lakers, right? Is that like a successful season to you? Well, Wait, or now it's about Devin Booker and not the team. You mean Devin Booker gets abused yeah. in the second round? Let's say okay. he gets, you know, Pat Bevs gets in his head and takes him completely out of his game or some stupid shit, right? Which I don't expect that would happen. But. <laughs> so if he's good in the first round, bad in the second round, depending on the matchup? Yeah. It all, would that it be all depends on how it plays out. Okay. I mean, obviously, it's a successful season if the Suns make the second round. Uh, that's that's one, one answer to your question. It's a successful season if the Suns win 
a playoff round. Um, if Devin Booker is the reason they lose because he's missing shots he should be making, then that's a failure for Devin Booker, and he's got to prove it the next year for sure. Absolutely, sure. Yeah, I'm, yeah, and and it depends too. Is he is he missing clutch shots that could win them games in in that situation? Like what if he's making bad decisions? Yeah, if he's yeah, committing like, turnovers he shouldn't be committing? Absolutely, I mean, that's a, a, now he's got to prove it next year. Or it was a, it was a very vague question. I fully admit <laughs> that it was probably a very poor question <laughs> at best. I <laughs> fully. Admit I just that. I I think what what's going on right now for some people is they realize and we're going to get into this next, but that that there's a very short window here, right? With the, with, with CP three and they don't have like a lot of, of these teams that all of a sudden emerge as good teams with, with younger players. They don't have the luxury of having those first two, you know, a couple of, of playoff runs that are, that are tests and that you're just hoping to figure out things as you're in the playoffs, like the bulls against the Pistons back in, back in the eighties, you know, uh, those, those kind of things you, you don't, you can't, you can't get, get forged in the fire like that because there's now a truncated window. I think uh, with CP three, if you, if you believe that CP three is a big part of, of this dramatic change, I think that's what, what it is, is, Devin needs to to use these opportunities to figure out how to adjust to be successful in the playoffs. And that's all I'm looking for is when you slump, when you're feeling a little bit tired during this grueling run, how do you adjust? Because you're going to have to do it on the fly in a seven game series. And they may have one or two shots uh, with, with CP three to actually make a legit run. And I just want to see, the best foot forward when he get there. That's that's my thought. Of. I so people are talking about the uh, opponents in the in the playoffs and absolutely. Look, I did an interview on uh, with someone earlier this week and they asked how are the sun how are the Suns really rank in the West and I said, well, if everyone's healthy and playing their best basketball, Suns are probably fourth fifth in the you know because obviously Denver can't be healthy; they don't have a choice. But if all these other teams are healthy, Suns are probably fourth or fifth. But it depends. Are they playing their best basketball? The Clippers melted down last, you know, last year. The the Jazz couldn't, uh, didn't play their best basketball in the playoffs last year. Uh, so that doesn't mean the Suns are going to lose in the playoffs. It just means if everyone's playing their absolute best, then you've got the wild card, LeBron James. Look, LeBron James has not lost a pre-finals playoff series in over a decade. He, so I mean, that's it. That's it. That's, just yeah. that's all right you there. got to say right there. That's it, I yeah. mean, if 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 the Suns want to beat the Lakers pre-finals, which would they would have to do because they're in the conference, um, that would be uh, that would be a first time in over a decade to happen to LeBron. I mean, if the Suns want to get to the Western Conference Finals or or even the NBA Finals, they're going to have to get through the Lakers. I think we can all agree on that. I just LeBron's going to well, come we back. We can pray He's, that someone else gets through the Lakers and well, then doesn't have anything yeah. left for the Suns. That's I what mean, we can pray for. I mean, <laughs> the thing about LeBron and even AD, okay, they've literally had months off now. Yeah. And they are going to be super fresh when they get to the if playoffs. If they're healthy. If they're healthy. Anthony yeah. Davis came back the other night. 
Um, you know, and, four, and they four. lost to the Mavs. You know, he a little rusty, yeah. of course. He he took like three months off. Yeah. So, but and then LeBron will probably come back like the week before the playoffs, and it'll be a magic cure. And um, and then the Lakers will probably steamroll that first round opponent, and that'll be that. And so, it's the Lakers are the one team that you know. I just feel like okay, well. Here we go. You know, cross yep. your fingers and hope for the best. Whereas the other teams, I'm like, okay, well, they've never really proven it. And I feel like the Suns have a great chance to beat those teams. Whether CP3 or Devin Booker are playing well or not, the Suns have proven that they can overcome any anybody not having their A game. And, right. you know, they did it against the Bucs. They did it against the 76ers. They'll be fine. It's just – Man. Well, they've beaten teams. They've no, look, man. They've beaten teams. I'm just saying they've beaten teams in there playing their A game. I felt like the Utah Jazz played just as yeah. hard as the Suns a couple oh, of yeah. weeks ago, and the Sun the Suns still beat them. I feel like the Milwaukee Bucks gave their best shot uh to the Suns on Monday, and the Suns still beat them. Yeah. Oh, I think Milwaukee, Milwaukee and Utah are the two games that I will take away from this entire season before we get to the playoffs. Um, and obviously whatever's going to lie ahead that yeah, I sit yeah. there and say, okay, this team is absolutely legit because they had all their stars. Everybody was playing. There was no excuses. Nobody was sitting out and, and they got it done. Look, uh, let's, uh, the Suns can't worry about the Lakers injuries or what's going on with, uh, you know, with the Clippers or the Nuggets, all they can control is how they're approaching the game and how they're playing the game. And I have a full belief that between Monty Williams, Chris Paul, and Devin Booker, that these guys are going to come mentally right and bring it on a night-in, night-out basis, especially when it comes to the playoffs. So I, I, I believe that they will they will bring their best, and it'll just be how much can that defense hold the best of another team if they're getting the A game from – from the league's elite, I think. That's what well, it's let's gonna... talk about the let's talk yeah. about the likely seeding. Yeah, I, I just saw your comment, comment, Dave. I want to know, like, why do you think that yeah. they have a better chance at the one than the three? Because they are, uh, is it two or two and a half games up on the Clippers right now for the three seed, and there's only 13 games to go, and the Suns have proven that they are focused on the regular season wins. Um, who knows what the Clippers are going to do? So, and and then they're only one game uh, because one and a half games behind the jazz so um i think they they all the little modeling and stuff like that of course these things don't 100 percent work out in real life like the way those models work but suns are almost locked into the two mm, if they're gonna the, move at all the, the suns are only a half a game up on the clippers is that it yep are you they, sure only half look, a game they're but they're like three the, they're, they're four games like ahead three of more the losses nuggets. look clippers have look, three more losses yeah. than the suns so two they're one losses. and a half up it all comes down to this week like because you face yeah. the Clippers, you face the Jazz. We're going to understand uh, you know, where this is going to net out this week because you're right, Dave. You got, if they you beat got the two Clippers, against the Spurs at the end of the season. Look, <laughs> but look yeah. if they beat the Clippers this week, you're, you're, Dave, you're, you're – Okay, they're only a half game up it. on the Clippers now. So, all right, I take that back. Maybe they'll drop to three. But does it Man. here? Does it matter though? Does the seating matter in a year where fans aren't really going to be a factor? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Fans it are going to be matters. a factor, by the way. Fans are already a factor at, at the at the arena. I've been there for uh, you know, for the last few 
uh, home games and uh, 5,000 fans are louder than I remember the fans being since the last playoff run. Yeah, so that's Phoenix uh, though. Let's, let's no, no, these are loud. The players have been saying how great it is to have the fans back that they can hear them okay. uh, cheering I, and stuff. So I think home court definitely. And, and if it doesn't go beyond 5,000, that's okay. There are other teams that aren't letting fans in yet. And they, the seating won't matter as much to them because everything feels like a road game then. But uh, I tell you, uh, the home home field home court advantage makes a big difference. Clippers and Lakers are just just allowed fans to come back now, um, so they they have you know they have a little bit of a crowd, whatever you want to call it. But, yeah, but I think I, I think it does matter. It does matter because you don't want to play the Lakers in the first round. No, uh, yeah, I think in that case, yes, you don't want to match up against the Lakers. That's that's the one seeding thing that uh, that in the first round you want to avoid the Lakers. Ideally, yeah. you'd like to avoid the Lakers till the Western Conference Finals. I, I get that, but that's like, probably gonna. And so the the right. So even if the Suns drop to three, they're still in that two, three, you know, six, seven range, right? So to to the uh, they're in that bracket away from the Nuggets, Lakers, Jazz, and the eighth seed um, until the Conference Finals. So I think if uh, I think it's pretty. Uh, it's still pretty clear because it's, I mean, the six games back Nuggets on the fourth seed and nine games back Lakers, but Lakers have two and a half up on the Dallas Mavericks and the Mavericks and Portland Trailblazers are going to be a, a sad little fight to the finish for the sixth seed because both teams are losing way more games than they should be. I, I don't want the Mavs in the first round, not because I'm afraid of them, but I cannot take a, a series. Oh, I, watch I would love it. Love, I would love it. it. Oh, absolutely Dream. love it. You, yes, that's the perfect team to play the in the talk, first round. Though, oh, uh, yeah, I but just, the Mavs are the perfect team for the Suns to play in the first round. A bunch of overrated dudes that don't really win anything. I don't really care. That, that just beat them and move on. Yeah, it'll be that'll. I mean, it'll be look. It'll be it'll insufferable be to, end to watch the other team, but it'll also be fun to look at the scoreboard at the end of, of four of those games. So I think, uh, look, I'm, I'm okay with, and look, we can always regret this because who knows what can happen right in the playoffs, but I'm looking forward to a first round series against any of those six and lower seeds for sure. All right. Let's the second round then would end up being the Clippers and, uh, the Suns would have to, they don't want to be on the road for that series. So you don't want to, you want the home court. So you've got to hold on to number two. So that means there's yeah. no resting. Give me, give me the Clippers any day over the Lakers if I got to face an LA team in that round two. I, I push the Lakers off as far as possible. Is it? Well, you know, you may regret that though because that gives them longer to get healthy too. If if they have any lingering injuries, but this is going to be there's no there's nobody in the West that you go. This is going to be an easy path no. to the finals. Like I keep hearing, and Bobby Marks brought this up uh, on our show, but compared. You know, getting CP3 to getting Jason Kidd in uh, in New Jersey with the Nets when they made the finals. What he what he forgets to mention in those is their path to the finals was easy in the Eastern Conference yeah. compared to what the Suns are going to have to face in the West. Like it's it, there is no easy path to get to the finals in in any imagination. Does not matter what seeding you get. There's no easy path to to winning the West. So let's let's shift gears. Chris Paul this week had an interesting comment. I, I kind of alluded to it when we were talking about the Suns window 
to win a championship, but he was talking with the athletic earlier this week, a Sam Amick. And he said, the quote, I mean, first and foremost, I love it here. Paul said, mm-hmm. uh, I, whether Phoenix might be, uh, when he was talking about whether Phoenix might be his final stop in the NBA, I don't know how many years I've got left. I don't really think about that either. I feel too good. Seriously, this summer, I have no clue as much as I'm involved in the union stuff like that. I don't know what anybody's teams are, what their caps are. I don't know, know none of that stuff. I just play and I like, and like I say, I'm lucky to have my brother, my brother who helps me. I can focus on playing. His brother helps him with the, with the basketball, the business side of things. Does that concern you? Yeah, Cliff, Cliff is a, his, in, his insurance agent and also handles his basketball business. Uh, so, and, and Jake Booker from State Farm helps Devin as well. Yes. But, uh, look, so does Drake. Drake as well, yes. Uh, I, I find this slightly concerning, but I'm not hitting a panic button here. He makes sure to say he loves it here in Phoenix. Yeah, yeah, Which, that's the bless your heart, pat you on the back yeah. kind of thing. Look. <laughs> I think he does love it here. I really look, look, um, I'm actually putting together an article right now. So I've been thinking about it. Look, the guy doesn't stay in one place, right? We've, we've talked about this before. He's played for lots of different teams. He's actually been, cause I was looking into his likelihood to be anywhere on the MVP ballot this year at all. Um, how many different teams do you think he's been, um, top 10 MVP, uh, voting, Four. How many different teams do you guys think he's been made top 10 MVP votes for? Three of the four he's been on. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, Hornets three times, although once he was 13. So twice top 10. Clippers five times. He was in the top. He was in the top seven. And then the Thunder again last year. He had a few year gap there with Houston where James Harden got all the love. And uh, he had injury issues and stuff like that. And then the Thunder last year, he was seventh in voting uh, for MVP last year because of how he carried the Thunder. Um, so and, and he left the Thunder after a year. He's probably going to he's probably going to at least look at the market this summer uh, to see what happens this summer uh, to see if there's another team. Because look, man. It's possible you'll think, hey, uh, the Knicks are a big market and they might finally be ready. Dallas has a huge cap space. Miami has huge cap space. So he'd be dumb not to at least look. And that's why you have to maximize everything this year. Because even next year isn't guaranteed to you with this. And if we've learned anything, and I've said this before, if we've learned anything in the last decade is don't take this for granted. Don't take your opportunities for granted. And that's why uh, I I tend to be semi-critical about things because this is a chance. This is a legit chance to win a title. And we may, we may go on another 11 year drought after that, after this in Phoenix. Mm. So I'm not saying they will, but we didn't think, we didn't think it would happen after 2010 either. And here we sit in 2021 without having been to the playoffs since then. so just to don't me, take the most important guy to keep is James Jones. Yes. If you keep James Jones, if you don't pull, if Robert Sarver doesn't pull a, pull a, a trick that he did, like he did on Steve Kerr and helped him leave town after, after a big, good playoff run, um, the Suns are in good shape because in successive off seasons, James Jones has gotten Ricky Rubio and Chris Paul to run this team around this, 
a strong young core. So people saying we'll be back where we were after CP leaves. No, he'll just get another point guard. Point guards are available every summer. Maybe not as good as Chris Paul, but you know what? When Chris Paul first showed up, we're like, oh my God, 40 plus million a year for a 35 year old dude who's broken down. Worth so it. James will, I know he's been more than worth it. <laughs> I'd pay but, twice uh, that there, for what we've seen. He will find either by trade or free agency a worthy successor to Chris Paul when he needs to. I will never Look, let anybody live live down the fact that people thought Ricky Rubio to Chris Paul was not a significant jump. Well, look, I Dave, I <laughs> understand. <laughs> I understand James oh, Jones' shots fired. evaluation. No, shots I fired agree. upward. But look, uh, I, the talent evaluation uh, of James Jones is – spectacular it has been he's done great i mean sticks is the one thing we can point <laughs> yeah, to, and we, to well, but look we can't even judge that we don't know i mean he could uh, he could just be a, a guy that takes a year or two to develop and all of a sudden we're shutting up about that too look i mean uh, people people slammed him on cam johnson look, when if it you happened. do the yeah, yeah but cam yeah. was playing immediately like yeah, he was I getting know, a few like, minutes here it, and there no, but if you actually like, laid out like what kind of guy would be perfect for this team you're basically describing sticks. It's just that he's 20 years old. He didn't get any off season. He's got to prove himself. But if you actually laid out exactly what are the sons need right now to finish off their team, sounds exactly like sticks, whether he grows into that, we have no clue yet. Yeah. Uh, but certainly this is a red shirt year. I mean, if, 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 if this could just be called a red shirt year, that's what it would be called. Okay. Uh, okay let me, let me use an example of, of uh, the thunder are playing all these young guys, right? In the first month of the year, guess who looked like the worst, worst prepared rookie was that Poku guy. I mean, he looked like the dude was sh shooting air balls. He was doing nothing right. Now he's playing well because uh, playing better, even though they're a net 100 every time he goes out there, um, net minus 100. And he, but he's gotten the time and Jalen Smith just needs time. So let's give him an offseason, then prove he's terrible. But I don't want to call him terrible yet. That's all I'm saying. Look, Fabio in the chat says Rubio has better hair. You can't deny that. I, I will give you that. Ricky Basketball Rubio Jesus. has better hair than uh, than CP3. That's where it ends. But uh, look, I didn't want to put the cart before the horse. I'm not panicking that CP3 is going to be out the door, but it is a possibility based like on are. what he said. What is that? <laughs> oh, huh? It kind of sounds like you are. No, I, no, I have not commented on this. That CP is not going to just shut everybody down and stay in Phoenix. He's going to look around, test the way. He may decide Phoenix is the best opportunity for him, but he has to look first. Saul, so, so your thoughts? I'm sorry, Saul. No, you're good. Uh, I no, I really I don't have, have any thoughts on this. I really don't. I think CP3 is going to stay, hopefully. And if he doesn't, okay, well, this team improved with him. They understand what he brought to the table. He's taught them a lot. And James Jones will figure out a way to, to fill that gap, whether it be with another point guard or another superstar player, hopefully. But um, I think it's clearly apparent that the Suns are going to need another dynamic player to fill that void if he does leave. And I, I have confidence in James Jones. I, I have no reason to not be confident in James Jones because what he's proven thus far has been very worthy. Agree wholeheartedly. Uh, just enjoy the ride, too. This is something. Fuck dog in the chat. Fun. If Paul leaves after one year, that trade was not worth it. What do you what? say? Kelly Oubre's been terrible. Ricky Rubio's been terrible. And first-round picks, yeah. fine, whatever. I you Say what you will, but I'll take what we've seen this year and we've been able to experience over 
uh, keeping a, a couple draft picks that are could be anything, and you know the poo-poo platter of uh, of what's been happening with uh, Rubio yeah. and Kelly this year. Yeah, and Kelly, and like Joshua LeBron said, Kelly's uh, contract was up after this year anyway, so you didn't lose anything there by trading him for Chris Paul. You know, it, I, yeah, I totally disagree with that, Buck Dog. I you know, the the picks are probably the one thing that you're like, okay, but if the Suns finish you know, at the top of the Western Conference and at the top of the league, then that draft pick isn't going to be very, you know, fruitful anyway. It's going to be a lower first-round pick and whatever. So, yeah, yeah I, and don't, guess, I don't agree Guess with what? That. Based on trading, Kelly, you could probably get him for $8 million this offseason rather than the 20 that he wanted. Exactly. He yeah, he's been – he has uh, not Lord, been very good. Looking back on it, Kelly just didn't fit this offense. I mean, you look at how these guys are fitting. He was a better skilled player but he didn't really fit the offense because the offense is about passing and, and getting the going good to great on shots. And Kelly always just wanted his own shot. So while the Suns were much better at drawing free throws, it was because Kelly was driving into three guys and then flailing. All right. So let's look. Uh, we've talked about Devin Booker. We've talked about CB3. Why don't we talk about the third member of the triumvirate here, uh, DeAndre Ayton. We had a great special video breakdown brought to us by uh, Sun's Video Breakdown uh, on Twitter, one of my favorite follows. He breaks down DeAndre Ayton's defense for us here in this special clip. Suns fans, it's been a while. It's no secret DeAndre Ayton has had some head-scratching moments on defense throughout his career. But this year, he's shown growth. And while he's by no means perfect, the improvement he's shown has been a pleasant surprise. I wanted to take a moment to highlight a few plays from this season, so let's get right into it. A few years ago, this is the Aiton we saw. Someone who was running around getting bumped out of the paint by smaller players in Summer League. Today, one of the things I'm loving from DeAndre is his newfound confidence and assertiveness. He's someone who's realized just how strong and impactful he can be. Watch here as he stops the MVP right in his tracks. Giannis lowers his shoulder and spins, but fails to get to the rim. He settles for a bad shot and a jump ball is forced. Or here, where DA guards probably this year's MVP on the low block. This is an overtime game and Aiden has five fouls. Jokic fakes and drives. And though Aiden is beaten, he sticks to Jokic, gets back in front and doesn't foul and gets the block. That's a legit high IQ star play. I also love the increased activity and better awareness. Take this play for example. Watch Aiton help on the Jokic drive, force the kick out, help on the second drive, and then secure the rebound up top. Or this one, where we see the ball handler dribble towards the baseline. Campaign helps towards the perimeter, but Aiton rotates and forces the miss. Or even right here. Watch DA read the pick and roll at the top. He waits for the possible drive, but also keeps Embiid on his back. He plays it perfectly and takes away the inside pass. Another aspect I love about his defense is his ability to switch. Watch as Aiton gets switched onto De'Aaron Fox after the screen. He crosses once, then again, then goes up, but DA is right there forcing the kick out. Here's another one. Watch Luka penetrate off the screen. He gives a quick hesitation at the free throw line and then shoots inside the paint. But DA, he's all over it. Overall, I'm excited to see Aiden's continued growth on this end of the floor. He's by no means perfect, but he's improved a ton. His confidence, assertiveness, activity, and awareness, they've all improved. I think the next real step for him is doing this consistently, game in and game out. 
We'll see if he has what it takes, especially in the playoffs. But until then, that's it for me, guys. I hope you enjoyed the video. If you did, please like and subscribe. And until next time, let's go Suns. So I I've, I think we, unless you're watching these games and, and rewinding and, and really dissecting, you kind of miss some of the little things that DA does on the defensive end. And I, I felt that that was a, a really great reminder. And thank you to Sun's Video Breakdown for that. Hopefully we'll get to have him uh, as part of the program moving forward as well. Really like his his video breakdowns. But the, the little things, the footwork, the way he can recover, the way, as, as was pointed out in the video, uh, DeAndre Ayton willing to drop his shoulder now, take that contact from from someone like Giannis, and stop him at the rim. I, I, I think, believe th those are the little things that'll have the impact in the playoffs. So, what do you think? I think that uh, the the biggest thing I took away from that was the De'Aaron Fox clip because I just remember how many times he got roasted with uh, James Harden and switching on the smalls, and and that was kind of a, a point of contention. He's getting better at that. Um, you know, he's, he's putting himself in position to, to be in, in proper position. And I think on that De'Aaron Fox clip, you, you kind of got a little glimpse of what he could be capable of if he has his fundamentals the right way. And so I, you know, I, I absolutely like that breakdown. Um, I did kind of think it was funny that he was like, and looking at him helping, it looked like it was a foul, but you know, whatever in the Nuggets clip. <laughs> yeah. What what DA's what's really what DA's really good about is that he doesn't care about the highlights. He only cares about the results. And he really just wants to do the right thing. And he picked up on defense quicker than he picked up on offense. And um I'm 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 looking forward to seeing him perform in the playoffs because he has stepped up for big games. It's the it's the little games that he, that he sometimes fails to step up up for. Um, but the playoffs don't have any of those. So I, I am looking, I am really looking forward to it. We've talked about DA all year. Y'all know we're DA lovers here on this, on this here podcast. Not a problem. Um, I will say that, um, you know, you, how you talked about, uh, Joel Embiid being by far the best player on the court the other day, right? Mm -hmm. Saul? Mm -hmm. I did. Yeah. Um, he shot only four for 11 against DA. So well, DA when they had a direct even matchup, and did right when they had a direct when DA was the primary defender on a Joel Embiid shot. Um, unfortunately, Dario doesn't really have the foot speed. <laughs> the height, well. <laughs> doesn't yeah, really have it. And Crowder got him, <laughs> caught, caught him a couple of times. Sorry, Craig caught him a couple of times. The Suns don't have anybody beyond DA to defend these big dudes. Oh, remember when we used to say the NBA is getting too small for guys like DA? And yeah. now he's our only hope in the playoffs because every playoff team has a seven-footer that's incredibly skilled. I mean, so maybe uh, he's he's made for this stuff. So I'm looking forward to it. He was only uh, – yeah, um, Giannis had a really tough time scoring on DA as well. Uh, I was real happy with with uh, with that outcome this week. Yeah, that, you know, the, the the my favorite part of that was the fact that Da got hurt. You know, he had that shoulder injury, and it, I don't know if it was just like Monty telling him to suck it up or what, but they just were not going to blow the whistle to get him out of the game, and he just kept playing, and he just kept playing, he and played, he, his arm was dead. Yeah, it was it was just completely dangling right there. I thought he separated his shoulder for a second. I did too. Crazy. I thought he popped a collarbone. Is what I thought. Same. I thought, same. But, you know, a collarbone only takes twenty-five pounds of pressure to snap. That's, that's sick. insane. Jesus that's Christ! Insane. And he took <laughs> very... with one arm. He took on Giannis in the final 
play. I mean, it was it was crazy. Yeah, uh, by the way, before Giannis got a toe cramp and had to sit out. <laughs> hey, look, look, Aiden Why forced that toe he cramp. Couldn't feel his arm and played through it. Giannis, like, ow. Uh, like, my toe oh, cramping. Uh, <laughs> okay, cramping. so, so I. Uh, I also put together a video breakdown of Dario Saric over the last uh, 30 games, and uh, here it goes. He sucks. That's your oh, video breakdown oh, right now. He has sucked oh, lately. Whoa, I, whoa. Come on. If it, Dude, if it no. comes down to Dario he's been, being – He's been a tree in a forest the last few games. Oh, it's <laughs> it's been like bad. I mean, I mean even he's much. slumping after every shot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's his his whole body looks like DA's shoulder oh. arm after the shoulder injury. <laughs> it's just limping. Going, oh, I can't we believe need it. Dario more to break out of his funk. Yeah. Do we have to Please. say sucks though? Can we just not say? Can we just say okay. not? He, he has not played, played very, well. very well. That's my yeah. analysis. Everybody in the chat saying that word. <laughs> Look, uh, Ariel in the chat says, I thought Espo was going to start crying during that video. If you can't appreciate true art, Ariel, that's not my problem. That's your problem. All right. Uh, if you can't, if you can't <laughs> appreciate it, let's uh, let's move to our flaming, not our flaming ball, our smooth ball. You don't wait, want wait, your balls to be flaming. Strategy. All right. <laughs> they have Manscaped has ointments if your balls are flaming. Let me tell you that because uh, Manscaped got bush. Not if you got the Manscaped trimmer, you don't. Uh, our friends over at Manscaped always willing to offer you 20% off and free shipping using the code flaming ballers. That's right. The code FLAMINGBALLERS at manscaped.com. Save 20% and free shipping on any of your orders so you can take care of uh, what matters most if uh, you know if all you worry about is uh, what goes on downstairs. So Flaming Baller of the Week, it's Chris Paul. He had a heck of a week, 20-some-odd uh, points, 8.8 assists. I don't remember the I rest of them. I got there you. we 19, go. 19.5 19. 19. points, 8.8 assists per game, and in the last four, 5.3 rebounds, and he is shooting 50% from long range. That's right, 50% from long range. If you want to make 50% of your shots with the ladies, get Manscaped. Oh, uh, oh. And, uh, make sure that your game. Well, no, look, look. <laughs> hey, if I shot fifty percent back in my single days, I would have been quite the happy man. All right. Okay. How about if you want to increase your field goal percentage? Look, look. My uh, my shooting percentage was much more Devin Booker from three of the last four games than Chris Paul from three of the last four oh, games. All right. That's how I'm saying. Just increase. increase. That's, be, that's because I didn't have Manscaped. All right. Ooh, if yeah, I had had Manscaped, exactly. I would have been more Devin Booker or more uh, Chris Paul, fifty percent from the three-point yeah. line. Uh, you can get Manscaped uh, again, fifty or fifty. You wish it was fifty percent off because uh, it's such a great deal at twenty percent off. You can get twenty percent off using the code Flaming Ballers and free shipping. Manscaped.com. Thank you to our friends. One M, two L's. And, and by the way, Dave, uh, both of you, you should be getting a, a secret surprise from the people at Manscaped. Uh, oh, I'd like to get more surprise. A well, secret surprise. I, 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 I quadruple checked the address this time, Dave, <clears throat> and uh, you will be getting a, a special surprise Woo-hoo! from our friends at Manscaped. It's uh, underwear with a hole, so you're... Your boys can just hang down low. <laughs> oh God! Can you imagine the only thing hanging out? <laughs> it's an elephant. It's a picture of an elephant. It's called it's called freedom freedom underwear. Freedom yeah, underwear. Yeah. Diego, I'm gonna read some of these because they're funny. Hello says, <laughs> "How do you think Espo got children? 
Manscaped. <laughs> Diego. Espo's <laughs> balls are smoother than CP3's head. I'm going to leave these alone now. That's where we're at. Manscaped. Flaming Ballers is your code 20% off. Uh, and we always make so many people cringe when we read these. Every time, baby. Every the fun time. In it. Prize closet. We're going to make the announcement of who won the last one. So if you want to, uh, yes, not a euphemism. The prize closet will be open next week. We're going to announce who wins our first round of uh, Manscaped, uh, our Manscaped uh, contest here. If you want to get entered, send me proof of purchase, not a picture of you. I want a picture of the receipt showing that you used the code and bought something from Manscaped. We'll break out something. And also, reminder, going on still, if you go to newsletter dot solarpanelpod.com newsletter that solarpanelpod.com you could win this autograph Goran Drogic jersey that I'm trying not to dink dunk in my coffee you actually because it becomes worth wrong. much less on, if I dunk it in my coffee. Uh so it's a newsletter dot solarpanelpod.com you can sign up there for that. Uh we were running out of time here on the program but wanted to get to a a, a question from one of our flaming ballers uh miscellaneous thoughts uh, wants to know uh, with the knicks doing well we're hearing a lot of talk about tom thibodeau for coach of the year by journalists how upset would you be if tibbs had more votes than monty at the end of the year so why don't we start with you well, considering both franchises were thriving in mediocrity for the longest period of time, and now both franchises seem to have come out of that mediocrity and are playing some very good basketball, um, I would say that it would be completely disrespectful that if you just completely disregarded the second best team in the NBA and gave it to a larger market just because. Like, I understand the Knicks have won eight in a row, uh, but, however, they are not the best team in the NBA. They're not going to be in the discussion for the best team in the NBA, and the Suns are in that discussion. So I think Monty Williams has done a fantastic job. It started last year. Uh, I mean, we have to remember this team like won, what, 17 or 19 games? I always forget that. Uh, and then they won 36, and they were a very good basketball team. And Monty threw away a lot of those bad habits and bad fundamentals that this team had and changed the culture. And I think that's what that's what Monty is doing right now. He's he's changed the culture inside that environment, and it's and it's something that people are actually desiring to go to. With the Knicks, I don't know if you feel that way because of Tom Thibodeau, because he's had a bad run a couple times here and there, and you know he's very defensive minded, he's very heavy handed, and so I think everywhere he's gone, he's always had instant success because he's you know he's mm -hmm. gotten these guys to believe in defense. But then it starts to wear thin, and people start to tune him out, and then it kind of falls apart. So in my estimation, Monty Williams is hands down the runaway coach of the year. And if Tibbs gets it, just burn the, the award. Dave? I think Tibbs will get votes for coach of the year the way uh, Chris Paul will get votes for MVP. He'll be somewhere on the list, but he's not going to get anywhere near the most. Uh, really, the biggest threats to Monty Williams getting coach of the year are rookie CP3. coach Steve Nash and um, and rookie coach Steve Nash and uh, Quinn Snyder of the Utah Jazz. Those yeah, are the guys I, think, I worry about. 
I think it's a three horse race. I think it's Snyder, uh, Monty and Tibbs is the way it, it comes down. And I think what they need to do is have a three coach tournament where they each get certain mascots from around the league. And the guy that can actually coach, uh, idiots wearing foam suits, uh, to, to win a basketball game gets the award because the, the award doesn't matter. Let's be honest. It's, it's, it's just a, it's a media construct for something to talk about in the off season. What matters is what we've seen Monty Williams actually do. And there's no denying that Monty Williams is one of the best coaches in this league in sports right now. Uh, and one of the best people too. what, what he's been able to do. I mean, and that's without us even knowing what he went through personally earlier in this year that caused him to, to miss some time, which it, it, it was another thing that's gone on this year. In, in general, Monty Williams is a class act, and I really don't care uh, who who gets it because we all know that Monty Williams is one of the biggest difference makers we've had in this town in a very, very long time. I mean, the, the Suns should sweep those two awards, in my opinion. Executive of the Year with James Jones. I don't care what the Nets did. The Nets largely got those guys because one guy, one domino fell, and then the other ones fell too. And one guy forced his way completely out of Houston just to go there. Like, I don't really feel like an executive should be rewarded for – No, Sean Mark know, should not get credit for Pirating, that. you know, right. another team. I think James Jones has done a beautiful job of constructing this roster the way it is – I think Monty Williams has done a great job of developing the talent on that roster from what it was to where it is, and I think both of those should be rewarded for sure. Agreed. Thank you for the question. You can always tweet us questions at Sun Solar Panel or email us mailbag at solarpanelpod.com. We will get your questions in as we receive them, so thank you for that. And actually, I think we've got something that's a bonus special here Uh from coming from uh, one uh, Dave King, I think we've got a. Oh, uh, don't you, uh, do we have a we have a double team stat this week? Oh, you guys are you guys are fun. double teaming me? Oh man, double, double <laughs> okay. stat you, man. So, <laughs> all right, so my last stat me is that we've we've been uh, hemming or worried about these two losses in the last four games. Oh God, do you remember the days when two, two wins out of four was like a big week, you know, now it's a terrible week. Um, the Suns had their two worst offensive games of the season in the past week. And is that a sign of fatigue? Is that a sign of just bad games? Who the heck knows, but it's certainly not a sign that it's going to happen again. The Suns are, by the way, they are, one in four, they've lost five, four out of five times when they've made less than seven threes in a game. Two of those happened in the past week. So people who say the Suns are reliant on the three, well, you know what? Every 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 NBA team is reliant on the three uh, to a certain extent. <laughs> they in their in their uh, in four of their losses, the Suns shot fifteen percent, seventeen percent, twenty two percent, and twenty five percent from three. <laughs> That's bad. Doesn't matter how few or how many you make. The only win they had uh, making six or fewer threes was over the Bulls because the Bulls are just so bad. That is um, that is how I expect if Dave's going to stat me a second time, it would feel disgusting. So, <laughs> oh, oh, oh my god! I will say that don't the Suns don't need to make a ton of threes. They are almost undefeated when they shoot uh, less than 10, but more than six. So it's just like they just have that sweet spot. They just needed to make a couple of more threes in these in most and most of these, not the sacri- uh, not the 
San Antonio Spurs one, but um, man, they, they, they've got a sweet spot of just making a few threes, but don't shoot 15%. Okay. That's all. That's my, <laughs> that story. is quite, that is great analytics right there. Don't shoot 15%. Advanced <laughs> hashtag analysis. <laughs> hashtag so, analysis. Look, this is, this is how good you get it. You get two stat me Daves. Uh, some of you will be happy. There's no, uh, no Espos big board. I was going to do the Espos in honor of the Oscars, but the only one I could come up with was best picture. And it was Luca getting kicked in the junk this week. So I figured that wasn't enough for a, for a whole uh, segment of the show. So look, before we get out of here, I got to give a shout out to just sports who is all of a sudden rocking some of the coolest sun's gear. They just dropped this hat, this new Valley fitted hat. And I had the snapback and I'd wanted to fit it for the longest and, and they came through. So I'm digging this, uh, digging this. Uh, Wait, who over is this? Just sports. That's a pretty, pretty clean hat right there for sure. Yeah. Like years, we couldn't find anything sons. Now, now everything cool yeah. is coming from, uh, from the Suns and uh, Just Sports had a bunch of it, so just want to give them a shout. Pretty, uh, pretty sweet. So uh, I'm surprised we're not we're not Dicks fans here <laughs> since you know I, since I couldn't transition smooth, from stat since we have the, the stat me Dave and, <laughs> and the smooth baller. Like we might as well throw in some Dicks. No, see, we're we're just we're just sports people because because the everybody in the chat says just stick to sports. Stop with the jokes about that stuff. So so yeah. Just so sports. <laughs> let's let's go through it. Uh, you can follow Dave on Twitter at Dave King NBA. The NBA is there because you know. He couldn't put any of the other terms we were just talking about. It would have looked weird in a Twitter handle. Uh, (laughs) You can follow Saul, Saul underscore Bookman. The underscore is there because, you know, it's uh, spit roasting uh, the Saul and the Bookman uh, on either end. Saul's a griller. I know. He made me, he made me ribs the other night. It was spectacular. I did did make spectacular. One of the best grillers I have ever, ever been around. I did. Yeah. I know. Look, I see I know. how it is. Look, we just, we were just let the cat out wow. of the bag. We had a secret meeting wow. about Dave. And look, yeah. look, Dave. We had a production meeting. I see how it no, is. No, it wasn't no, a production meeting. We had a ribs meeting. meeting. Oh, Dave. We had a ribs meeting, and that's what it was about. <laughs> oh, and there's a there's a capacity Dave. of only two good-looking good guys at Saul's house at one time. And I had enough good-looking for all there of us. There were a couple so, other people yeah. there then? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. next time i shouldn't have said that never mind you forget <laughs> that i said that i don't care guys it's fine <laughs> so, soon dave soon i promise I, no, I no like, that's fine so i live I'm like not- five minutes from so <laughs> you know, so all uh, good and then you can follow me at espo the shows at sun solar panel uh, <laughs> i've got to go do some damage control with dave so we probably should end no damage episode. It, it's so, done you can't damage something that did <laughs> we, we appreciate you guys the flaming ballers make sure to hit that join button uh subscribe to the newsletter and uh you know leave a five-star review on itunes you can rip us in the written part just leave the five stars so for dave for solemn Espo, I almost called myself Greg again. I'm Espo, and we'll talk to you next time here on the Solar Panel. Ahoy, ahoy.